Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Hmm. That unsatisfactorily <laughs> bounced. <laughs> it bounced. It bounced off of the desk where it would have made a nice sound and onto my baffling where it did not. <laughs> do you want to do it again? It sounded. No, I like it because it sounded like it just yeeted itself into space. <laughs> Although, unfortunately, it was only a 10, so... Oh, well, I mean, that's pretty reliable, though. It seems so I mean, And I, I do have a guarantee that I will never roll under a 10, right? That's exactly. That works. It's like the most mediocre of rolls. Some days you just, that's all you can muster, and that's okay. Yep, some days are just neutral. Mm-hmm. I'm really optimistic about this show now. <laughs> this episode, it's really just... Starry stars in my eyes. I can't wait to see what we come up with. <laughs> I mean, the good news is that I'm pretty sure that my plastic D20 does not actually control our fate. <laughs> mm, let's see. Okay, so let's just launch right into this. The Commodore is clearly now working a different angle as we have like Argo here facing off with mm-hmm. his all-time nemesis. Yeah, this was an interesting take, I think, for both of them. Yeah. That Argo immediately kind of like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd like to apologize for how I behaved earlier. And the Commodore immediately like, I'm going to take you <laughs> like into my life. Like, this guy, this guy, this is the guy. And yeah. I was like, yeah. what is happening here? And damn it, the failed perception check. Mm. I mean, failed, but reliable. Yeah. <laughs> we get it from a 9 to a 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already making itself useful. <laughs> but apparently not. Because, yeah, Argo... The Commodore's kind of giving him a look mm-hmm. as right. as they have this exchange that yeah. Argo doesn't quite get. Who among us has not had that moment in a conversation where somebody's like kind of trying to give you a wink and you're like, right. I have no idea what this is supposed to mean. <laughs> right. none. I'm not sure entirely what you mean. Here's kind of where I was wondering possibly where this could be going is if, of course, Argo was talking about the fact that he was in the unbroken chain and they kind of disgraced him. Whereas I'm like, okay, if the Commodore doesn't want this other guy knowing it, like, it sounds almost to me like he's got possibly a lot of different irons in the fire. Mm -hmm. But then along those same lines, I suddenly realized I was like, well, they remind us that the Commodore works with Grey. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. would that mean our boys low-key sort of work with with the Commodore too? Right. Right. So that's where I'm like, huh. So that's where I was kind of hitting with, like, it is like, how many irons in the fire do we have? Yeah. We have our boys working with Grey. Mm -hmm. Does the Commodore know that they're working with Grey? Is the Commodore, exactly. And is the Commodore worried that they are going to spill out that he is working with Grey to this Mm -hmm. other person, Mm -hmm. to this administrator that he's walking with? And that's what he's trying to be like, hey, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that seems to me like that could be the case. It seems like a likely reason to be like, shut it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, he's also not really supposed to talk about the unbroken chain in public. Uh I mean, I think Argo came into this that his behavior makes sense that he's thinking oh no there's about to be a confrontation and I have to have some way to defuse this Mm -hmm. and clearly the Commodore was not interested for his own personal reasons his sort of larger architectural reasons of this plot of like not wanting to have somebody blow up his spot I I mean I don't know because I assumed at first like oh Gray said um, you know now you're working with these people and and this this is part of a distraction or something this is somehow supposed to aid them maybe Mm -hmm. um 
But then I was like, Gray doesn't really seem like the type of person who would send out a company-wide memo to all of his moles and be like, okay, <laughs> right. so we've got some new people joining the <laughs> we team. We have some new team members, <laughs> yeah. We want to do an icebreaker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. <laughs> Here are their pictures and their schedules, the things that scare them. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe we weren't supposed to be sure either. I think Mm -hmm. that that sort of the failed perception role that not maybe not fully giving out the information of what what's going on with the Commodore, that that's where I think we're going to find that out in the next episode, maybe. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you get you get into too much metagaming if Travis sits there and sort of explains that to all of Of us. Of course. Of course. I'm very intrigued for the possibilities here. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that like just him being kind of like a teaser at the end of the last one didn't make me realize it so much as then going into this one and having their interaction where they're both being weird with each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then even Argo then having his fake name of Blofeld (laughs) is just the Commodore just rolls with it so like both of them now are working under this what is he taught what what am I missing here okay I'll just go along with it so it's interesting I like Mm -hmm. this for both of these characters they're they're now walking away from each other both just winking aggressively (laughs) right they don't know what they're waking about exactly, exactly but like, absolutely. They're both confused as hell and just be like, I got to want, okay, I got it. I got it. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Then we go back to their journals. Well, what did all this mean? <laughs> Meanwhile, also, Bailey and the other guy who he, who the Commodore was walking with are like, are you okay? Is there something in your eye? There's a bathroom over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Problem with a contact, you know, mm. they kind of mm-hmm. slide off. Mm-hmm. And again, who among us hasn't winked aggressively at someone accidentally? (laughs) And who among us hasn't asked new best friend, total strangers, to trim our hair and their place of business? In the cafe. (laughs) The health inspector is definitely going to hear about this. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But that's okay. So there's there's a lot here. There's so much. Please take us there. Bailey Kern Mm -hmm. is a smart cookie. Love her. Mm -hmm. For, of course, not going to a secondary location with someone she does not know. Good (laughs) Good advice. Make sure, yeah, it's very Mm -hmm. visible. But also, yeah, maybe don't cut your hair in the place where people are eating. I mean, I like to imagine. Wait, hold on. Yeah. She is the receptionist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are they just in, like, is the cafe right there? Well, it's like an open lobby, right? Yeah. So I think so, yeah. So hmm. I imagine it almost like if you've ever been in, like, even like a big hotel atrium where it's like, well, the, you can see the front desk, but also there's lounging seats over here, and mm-hmm. then there are tables mm-hmm. next to the chairs. And then if you want to go over to the bar, that's a little bit further away. Like, you can see it all, but it's not like yes. she's cutting his hair right next to where Handsome Mike is making scones. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> or is yeah. she? Yeah. Or, or she could she be. be. Well, I mean, it is a food cart, so I guess, like, the kitchen is is not on site, so it's not quite as bad. You know, it's just sort mm-hmm. of like the the mall food court i guess yeah like exactly of, yeah so you're just sort of sitting nearby i have a lot of conflicting images in my head of <laughs> different malls and offices mm. that i've been in just combo them all together in a big mishmash and make it fantasy and then you mm-hmm. got it it's an absolute hellscape i see gray over there as well well he's just chuckling <laughs> he's loving this this vision you've created <laughs> You know what else he would probably be loving? Hmm. This haircut that Argo is getting. Oh, my gosh. Was oh it any gosh. doubt that Bailey Kern would serve a look? Come on. <laughs> is it any doubt that Trav would roll a nat 20 for us? Come on. Thank you, Travis. He's got, see, he got our roll for this episode. We're fine. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We'll just ride on that one. Love it. 
I'm only one third of this character, so I wasn't going to get a good role. <laughs> when that happened, I did shout and I did fist pump. I and mean, I so did good. just like feel the pride <laughs> right? blossom within me as though I had made that role. Exactly. We're not playing this character, but like, I assume you girls are like me where it's like, well, now I feel like connected to this character so her 20 yes. feels oh. like my 20 i agree mm-hmm. and again turn that look out get that boy's haircut give him a shag oh it looks great there's anime sparkles flying everywhere during everywhere. this scene oh, absolutely and so good on trav for saying like the result of this is yeah. you get advantage on your next three charisma based roles i'm like that is good dming that's I really fun. love it that is really fun and you know even along those same lines i <laughs> They do also in this moment, this comparison to other actual play podcasts. Um, (laughs) And I love that whole back and forth. But, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it's almost like they are telling an improvised group story on the rails of Dungeons and Dragons versus giving you legit Dungeons and Dragons that ends up also being a story. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I do listen to other actual play podcasts. Yeah. And there is a lot of goofing around. Sure. And some low stake stuff and some well, things that's that clearly D&D, went. Baby. Yeah. I mean, it th- that's that's totally like normal and healthy and fine. Yeah. And, and hey, mm-hmm. maybe haircuts are really high stakes drama. I mean, honestly. I mean, this mm-hmm. could have gone very wrong, and then he would have been stuck with that haircut for a long time, And then right? he would have had a disadvantage on his next three Ooh, charisma-based yeah. roles. Yeah, I think I this think is great, D&D. I love this. Mm-hmm. No, and I know I've talked about it before, but mm-hmm. I had the game where we played volleyball for like 20 minutes, I swear. I mean, and it was just rules we made up on the fly. But that, again, that's what makes it so fun. Right. It's supposed to be fun for everybody playing. And then luckily for us, we all feel it's fun for the listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I told my friend uh, who is on a different podcast who got some negative user feedback about goofing oh. around too much, it's what? called actual play for a reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So please goof around. We love our one-dimensional haircut boys. (laughs) We do love them. Which is so funny because even when he was like that, was like, oh, I love these boys so much. I feel like there's so much depth to these characters, but... Also, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very smitten with them. I think they're all very sweet, very cute. I say it every episode and I mean it. Well, and, and also, like, if they want to raise the stakes, mm-hmm. if Argo does want to romance the Commodore, I have a feeling I mean. that a subsection <laughs> of the audience would be here for that. Everybody Absolutely. everybody loves enemies to lovers. Mm. <laughs> we absolutely do that is a hallmark of this show for sure and Mm -hmm. you know with this new look i'm picturing full like classic 70s shag hair i'm thinking like i think it's it's very farrah fawcett it was what i was picturing okay yeah like a feathered yeah love that i'm thinking like a little bit joan jed i'm thinking also like Mm-hmm. Noel Fielding, if you're familiar with him, he's oh, yeah, cute, cute, yeah. cute. cute. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm like, oh, I love this. I can't wait for the art to come out of this <laughs> new do. Give us Noel Fielding has, has some Arco vibes. I had not thought about that. It, it totally does. works. Yeah. Take a little Noel Fielding, add it with a little Jonathan Van Ness. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's our Argo. Cute as hell. <laughs> that is a wild character right there, though. That's why you love him so much. <laughs> That's perfect Argo. Oh, I do uh, appreciate Fitz's 
minor distress at the idea that he is no longer the face. I mean... <laughs> he is no longer the best-looking boy in this group and does feel he needs to give Argo the mustache wax. I like to imagine that that was, like, if Fitzroy's leaving the uh, the distribution center or whatever, walks out, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, you look amazing, God. He's <laughs> loving it, but also distressed. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you should have this. And it's like, no, 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 it's okay. I think you should never underestimate the power of looking good mm-hmm. and feeling great. Mm-hmm. And that's not competitive you know like everybody can everybody can have that exactly Mm -hmm. but before he can reveal this look to his friends uh argo does during this cut talk a little bit more to bailey kern and learn that the commodore is here often apparently everybody loves gives good presents brings snacks he's very thoughtful (laughs) apparently he's got a big dick i mean i don't know these are all just (laughs) things that like come out in this conversation I was the absolute same when he's, he's got a big di- I was like so, what? I did not even think of that for a moment and usually it's me I didn't making the blue jokes <laughs> oh, I laughed for a full day and then I had to go back and listen again of course god there was so much funny stuff here because then even as they're trying to switch this badge it goes a little off the rails again yeah so what was happening with, with Justin trying to get Argo to like kill our NPC what was like what did, we didn't do anything <laughs> It did get very dark very fast. Very dark, very fast. Suddenly, she's the mom? I was... Their grandma was the voice for some reason. So this is where I was like, I don't know if this is like a thing that we don't know. I think maybe Justin doing that voice sounded like their nanny. I met her for about five seconds, but we didn't talk, so... Yeah, she was sitting mm-hmm. near us during one of the shows. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't actually know what she sounds like, so I can't confirm or... Mm. <laughs> I would love it, though, if this is just a thing that their grandma does, is just go around whispering in people's ears to kill whoever is standing in their way. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been a great solution to this situation. It definitely I think would have, maybe right. maybe sleight of hand would have been a little bit better than somebody giving you a great haircut and then you just like killing them in a public place. And then just murder them. Yeah. yeah. It would have turned into a very different game at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, whatever voices Argo was hearing, he does stay his hand as far as killing Bailey Kern goes. <laughs> um, but he does in this moment swap out their badges. And again, I think it's in moments like this that I'm like, I'm not mad that Travis gives them room to think after the fact about what they will do in the moment and like switching out a badge with one that you made. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. mad about that because, you know, even if they're taking two weeks between playing, you're trying to get it into an hour's worth of time. You're just Mm -hmm. you're primarily trying to tell a story before you're trying to make sure everybody's adhering perfectly to a set of rules. Right. And it does fit in the context of the game. Yeah. Knowing that Argo met Bailey, would know what her badge looks like, mm-hmm. and then she left, and yeah, he had had time to be time. like, okay, let me recreate this using a pack of gum, like you do. <laughs> so he was just sitting there making this cosplay replica in the mm-hmm. cafe. Absolutely. Like we all have. We've all been there. <laughs> Ohio Con Food Court, baby. Just- oh, yeah. <laughs> Very viscerally went back there, working on my Millie gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The only thing that Bailey Kern will now be like, oh, she'll just wonder what where that scent of hot mint is coming from. Exactly. She loves it. Mm. <laughs> because not only does he switch it, he switches it so deftly and he's got the hair, he's got the charm. This, oh my gosh, so charmed. This was a great round for Argo. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> One for the books. Yeah. He's going to write about it in his journal. Oh, and I gosh. think he may have accidentally managed to flirt with yet another person. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. he flirted with like eight people today. We didn't even see all the stuff that happened while he was making that badge. You know, he was just mm-hmm. like glancing around. People are like, I think that guy wants to date me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had to get like a glue stick off of uh-huh. somebody somehow. There it is. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, for what it's worth... <laughs> I did think it was funny and very apt to her namesakes that Bailey Kern did make a man so handsome that even she was caught up in his charisma. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this feels like it tracks. I mean, that's big RTZ energy Mm -hmm. right there, I think. Hugely. We're going to have to write. Like, well, I don't know if we're allowed to. I guess we could. We could write fan fiction about this this character going on to open a, a hair salon. Love this. Uh, it was so cute. I really liked this interaction and this like parting of ways for her and Argo. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll come back for a trim at another time. I mean, you're going to need to. Once he yeah. realizes the power of this haircut, uh-huh. I guarantee it could be offside on the dojinshis. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, through the YouTube channel. Bailey Curran is going to have to come back to keep up. <laughs> this look or yeah. to try something new and mm. maybe maybe then she'll roll a one and we'll see what happens <laughs> on the other side and by that time is he so charismatic anyway that people just go oh i mean i yeah okay he's gonna realize the haircut was in him the whole time <gasps> mm, there it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful let's ruminate on that as we go over and wake up with uh fear book <laughs> okay perfect waking from a drug-induced slumber <laughs> He's cool. He's cool. And you know what? He might be even sharper now because now he's he's picking up on security patterns, too. That's kind of what Justin has chosen. I really like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole scene I thought was really good. I One, I thought it was a great move for the Fearbolg because, mm-hmm. yeah, he there's not a lot he can do in the way of subterfuge, but yeah. he can pay attention to mm-hmm. the flow of traffic and where mm-hmm. people are going and who's around at certain times. And the music that they play here, it just, it gave me a very nice visual of kind of like an overhead view Ah. with time kind of sped up on what happened throughout the day of like, you can see people moving in and people moving out and like the heavy flow of people and then what it got really light. And I don't know, again, this is, since this is so heist based. Yes. Yeah. I think my head just keeps going back to like, you've seen this in this movie and this is what I was like, ooh, love it. Yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job in production and making this feel mm-hmm. like those mm-hmm. scenes in a heist movies for sure. Yeah, and I mean, this is sort of the fear bulk in a weird way, giant pigeons aside, like kind of using <laughs> using his skills to the best of his ability, really, because he's going to be obvious anyway. Yeah. So if you're going to be obvious, you might as well be as obvious as possible, because sure. then you can actually see things without people noticing you. You know, right. like they notice you so much that they don't notice you. Right. On they some don't level, notice necessarily like, what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. I like that angle for it. Mm-hmm. And we also get the reminder that there's going to be a big party tomorrow mm. uh, between noon and two. Yeah. You know, when big parties tend to happen. Very reasonable hour. <laughs> They're going to bring in yeah. pizza. Yeah. Because that's that's going to be the Commodore's announcement, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And he does like bringing food and presents for people. So that makes sense. Oh, there you go. I can't wait to see what all... The hubbub is going to be tomorrow. I can't wait to see what the goodie bags are. Ooh, yeah. Oh, man. See, now you've got, now I'm going in a dark way, and now I'm worried. <laughs> like, there's all this, the, the, was the stuff about him being a great gift giver, like, foreshadowing? Is the Commodore going to do something terrible while everyone's in the room with him? Oh, here's an interesting angle. What if they have some other plot going on on the side? Ooh. 
Has he been doing the long con? I don't know. All those them. irons mm-hmm. in that fire. Mm-hmm. Gosh, he's going to pull out the wrong one. I hadn't even <laughs> thought about the, the potential of what else this big soiree could be. Because we did kind of talk about that initially when we didn't know at all who it was for or what it was. It was like, why this? Why tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And now factoring in the Commodore, yeah. is it going to be something innocuous? Or is there some other plan also possibly in the works here? Mm. Mm. Guess we're going to have to find out. Hopefully we make it there. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, the boys do have another round of table talk, which I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of the lore, I like to assume this is them all meeting up after Fearbulg woke up. Like, <laughs> Fearbulg is like groggily shuffling <laughs> over to the table where Fitzroy and Argo are already sitting and they were waiting mm-hmm. for him. Maybe they each have a little mm-hmm. drink. Argo, of course, has his amazing mane. Fitzroy's mm-hmm. still glancing at it, but he's gotten over his initial shock. And now Fearbulg's come to <laughs> join them and they're going to talk about now what is next. And that's how I imagine mm-hmm. tabletop yeah. looks in the course of the game. I love it. Yeah, we we did miss the conversation about, did you do something with your hair? Exactly. Uh, since they had split up. I imagine it happens. Yeah, during the table talk. So we, that's for the fanfic writers to decide. <laughs> there we go. So I guess the, the main thing that kind of comes out of this conversation, other than them figuring out, like, they know that they have these three breaks where the security is lower. Mm-hmm. And potentially the most useful one is going to be this party for the Commodore. Yeah. They know that Holifer, who they conveniently now have a mask of, is the one who guards the ramp to the archives. Yes. Um, Fitzroy is not going to have access until tomorrow morning. Yeah. But they when also... he starts his new job. <laughs> he starts his new job. But they, they also have to do some recon here because if they if they right. it's just now occurred to them that if they go ahead with this plan, these boys are not great at, at heist. And I do mean the characters, not not the players. <laughs> I'd love to um, see how the players do a heist. I yeah, was just gonna say that is I a mean good we know question. Justin and Griffin and Clint have handled many a heist in their time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, they need to do some recon because they really don't know what's in the lower levels. They haven't been down exactly. there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't want to walk into an unknown situation. Yeah. At least give yourself a visual of it. Mm-hmm. And luckily, like you said, they do have Holifer's uh, face information on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Very wisely, of course, Fearbulg is like, I have this mask. I can't be the one to do this. I. Mm-hmm. This is where it's so important that these boys were able to have a moment to talk and plan together mm-hmm. so that now we have, okay, Fitzroy will pretend to be Holifer. Argo will be Argo with the badge. <laughs> and uh, Fearbulg, if you just want to pop down and be a little mouse and uh, come <laughs> <Yeah>. with us. <laughs> well, and they also, they are prepared, I would say, both the characters and probably the McElroys. Uh, it would be extremely unbrand from them that uh, they can use magic to make somebody need to pee. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, they're nothing if not professional. If you're going to bring it, bring it. <laughs> and it is the magic of Foley, I think, really, but if anything. I would like to congratulate them for uh, having two bathroom breaks thus far, <laughs> I believe, within their games. Huh. I don't recall if Balance characters ever actually went to the bathroom, but we know so. Aubrey did. Well, now I'm like thinking back to all the toilet time that they've spent on their shows. <laughs> <laughs> When did Aubrey... She does it in a very innocuous way. She's just like, wait, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay, I'm done. got it. it. Yes, yeah, yeah, that does happen. That's fair, that's fair. And, and Trap brought up, he's like, no one ever goes to the bathroom. Like, they're existing people that need to use facilities. <laughs> I love that you remember this. And there you go, fitting that now it's in Trav's own game that he makes uh-huh. bathrooms so readily available <laughs> for use in this next piece of the puzzle. Yeah. 
Okay, if we don't mind, yeah. I'm going to try to talk through what's happening because I feel like, once again, there's so many irons in the fire. There's so <laughs> many characters on the grid that I cannot see. So yeah. we've got Fearbulg mm-hmm. turning into a mouse mm-hmm. to ride in Fitz's pocket, but then goes into Argo's pocket because Fitz is now pretending to be Holifer, yes. but mm-hmm. only in the phase, yes. and decides to just stand guard. And not go with Argo right. down to the records mm-hmm. because they don't actually have the badge because it only gives them the face. Right. Yes. So we've got Fearbulg with Argo mm-hmm. down in the records. Yes. Holifer goes to the bathroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. The person to watch the guard spot comes in. Fitz puts on Holifer's face, convinces them to leave, and then stands guard. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fitz was in the restroom as Holifer. He tried to disguise himself completely as her. It didn't work. His Mm -hmm. magic wasn't working. So as soon as she walked into the bathroom, he walked out of the bathroom next to it. The dream bathroom break. In and out. Done and done. (laughs) Done and done. Right. And then dismisses the other guard, whose name I forget. I apologize. Levi, I think they said his name. Yes. And then that gives Argo, holding Fearbulg in his pocket... A chance to duck down enough. And this next scene is very video game. I love this idea that, like, if you go a little bit down and just kind of get a glimpse, just don't don't draw any aggro to you. But they do. They go down far enough this ramp <laughs> that one of the guards does see them. But before mm-hmm. they have to interact with this guy, they do get a visual of what's at least an idea of what's happening down here, which I really like. It's the inverse, sort of, of the upper level only this one's now an open atrium looking down mm-hmm. okay to the basement i lost all of that and i can tell you why okay because everything in my life stopped and ceased to exist from past present and future when i heard justin's mouse voice <laughs> oh my god that was the pinnacle of my life and nothing will ever beat that <laughs> I, I couldn't even understand what he was saying. I was just so enamored. <laughs> I mean, Mouse Fearable is certainly everything here. It reminded me oh. a little bit of, like, the witches. The, mm. Yeah, little, little yeah. baby mice running around. Mm-hmm. How did he do it? How was... I think that, that was a voice changer. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it was done it in post or he had been. it. Some people have them, like, on their computers, because I've seen some people do it on Twitch, where they have, like, <gasps> a voice that. changer thing that they're running, which is really cool, <laughs> and surprised the heck out of me the first time somebody did it. <laughs> Um, so it could have been that or they may have just done it in post. I wasn't sure. I thought since the way they reacted that maybe he was doing it somehow on his computer, but I'm not sure. Right. I wouldn't put it right. past him. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was when um, after Argo was interacting with the security guard, he said he was looking for a mouse-sized gun in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it made me laugh. Just because mm-hmm. it would be so tidy. Right. <laughs> Oh, what a thing to have. What a thing to have. Well, and so to remind you of where they are, it sounds like it's a wraparound rampway that kind of circles Mm -hmm. around three floors down. At the very bottom is where all the files are. That is essentially where they want to go. Yeah, I think it's Mm -hmm. like kind of like the Guggenheim. Exactly. Down instead of up. But then like the ramps, the ramps aren't open, though. The ramps are, um, there's glass, which is an important detail in terms of their breaking in that you can't, you have to take the ramp all the way down. Well, I mean, I guess you could, you know, just smash through the glass really dramatically, but I'm not sure that would be a great plan. Right. How magically reinforced 
is this glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know what else I really liked about this moment? Um, I would love for somebody who's good at like environmental illustration, I would love to see a sort of triptych of the big cavern in Refuge next to the big mm-hmm. cavern in Sylvain next to the mm-hmm. big cavern now in Nua. I think that would be very we pretty. Love mm-hmm. They love a cavern. We love a cavern. We love a cavern. We love a cavern. God damn, we love domes. <laughs> Absolutely, 100% <laughs> across the board. Yes. I'm kind of hoping there's like dramatic mood lighting on the stalactites, the magic Absolutely. control Ooh. stalactites. I hope that they're like glowing. I want to, I, yeah. I yeah, imagine that would it's be cool. very yeah. pretty. I yeah. feel like they have to be glowing with some kind of energy. Yeah, maybe like veins of like bioluminescence. Mm. Mm. That would be cool. I was thinking maybe that's even where the little like magic eating lichen art or whatever they were saying yes. like the little yeah yeah, yeah there's glow in the dark mm-hmm. like uh you know bioluminescent exactly that would be cool if that's if they're like on the stalactites loving this loving all of this this is the visual now get on board this ramp oh no here comes this security guard <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah this is the bad news about this whole setup is that aside from this person they have to deal with imminently there are guards like patrolling each section of this yeah. ramp and then some kind of scanners for, right, for like badges yes. and or ID. Like I think it sounded like it was a combo thing that maybe you couldn't get past with just a badge. That right. was a, I was a little unclear on that whether it was it could scan more than just your badge. Ooh. Yeah, it sounded like right. It reads the badge and then it almost sounded like an eye scanner too. But I don't know if it's like that means it's reading yeah. multiple things or just. I thought maybe he meant the scanner looked like a big eye when I listened oh, the second time, which would be it. cool. Like a you know like kind of a steampunk looking yeah like an eyeball thing I think I think that might have been the direction he was going in I mean I, I assume he wouldn't like let them get as far as a certain point with a badge and then have it be like oh no the retinal scan doesn't match <laughs> that would be kind of that makes total sense unfair. although currently right. who should not be down here is Argo <laughs> <laughs> and unbeknownst to the guard a little mouse in his pocket <laughs> who's we you got a mouse in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not unbeknownst for very long oh as God. Argo kind of flubs the conversation he's trying to have with him about being a secret <laughs> shopper, undercover boss, Listen. undercover high lord, undercover boss battle. I was trying to come up with something to do with that. <laughs> undercover uh, dungeon boss. I like this. Yeah, you could come mm-hmm. up with. Yeah. Um Props to Clint, though, for thinking on his toes. Like, why oh my goodness. Why on earth would Argo be down there? Oh, um, I'm supposed to be down here. I'm trying to see mm-hmm. if you're going to do your job and kick me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he did a great job remembering a useful item. Yeah. He did a slightly wilder job trying to come up with a good excuse. Although I don't know what the good excuse would have been. Of Like, yeah. I am a random person in this place that I'm clearly not supposed to be that's very high security. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you going to say? <laughs> it's my first day exactly oh, well, well. like oh i got lost i was following my friend down here you know i was trying to think of what you could else you could possibly do mm-hmm. uh i got separated from the tour mm-hmm. um <laughs> there you go but you know when all else fails mouse attack yeah throw a mouse at him <laughs> thank goodness and then they like once again narrowly miss this becoming just a full-on murder kidnapping oh my gosh <laughs> completely different story as Argo's about to beat this man with whatever he was about to beat him with luckily no 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 luckily thought ahead Clint finally got his head back on his shoulders and (laughs) remembered he has a badge yes uh switches the badges like a damn champion Matt 
20. It's that Bailey Kern role. The <laughs> gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely turn a look and live to slay another day. Love Bailey Kern. Because he rolled a 12 at first. Mm-hmm. A 12 plus a 13. And then got the advantage, rolled the nat 20, <laughs> switched him so hard. He also switched pants with the guy. <laughs> That was so great. I loved Griffin shouting that. <laughs> he tried pants with him. <laughs> Somehow he's just got his uniform entirely. I mean, that would have been great because that would have saved us some trouble tomorrow. But oh, right. even just swapping these badges, this is everything because now mm-hmm. we can suddenly play on yet another level when we come back here mm-hmm. tomorrow. I'm telling you, Argo, suave as hell. He keeps showing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Andy shows it in this next moment, too, because, you know, I had this all written out and then Trav went ahead and gave us the cinematic anyway. So I don't even have to repeat (laughs) it all here. But this whole moment of like Holifer leaving the bathroom and Fitz being like, "Okay, I'll swap real quick. Not being able to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Him and this struggle with his magic. It's so it's like heartbreaking. (laughs) I feel so bad for poor Fitz. But don't worry, his boys got him. Oh, my gosh. Is this the first time that they've used the support skill? I like in gameplay. So. I was trying to remember whether or not there was another instance of using it. I'm not, I think maybe there was one, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I know they've helped with each other's roles, yes. but I don't think yeah. they use very specifically the support feature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and certainly it would be most notably the instance of motivational hair regardless. Mm. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't, you can't do better than that. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love the idea of how all this plays out. Yeah. Like this very sincere, beautiful moment between these boys. My ship will not stop sailing and I love it. But then <laughs> the thought of Argo just giving a hair toss, not even thinking about it. And Fitzroy being like, oh my God, yes, I can do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rolling a 19 for his second go at it. He was Oh my god! After rolling a two, Ugh, everything it works so well. It works so well in the gameplay, mm-hmm. in in the lore. In the lore. That mm-hmm. yeah, that Fitz is just well. Griffin is rolling abysmally, mm-hmm. and just without any extra help. Because what is it? I know that there's something. Is he rolling with disadvantage or is he rolling with a negative when he tries to cast a spell or is he just really playing into the character and rolling poorly? You know, I could not remember if there was something hindering his magical rules. I can't remember. That's probably some mm-hmm. due diligence we should have done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it was if it was like a, a disadvantage so much as like that he was rolling with advantage before and now isn't. That I mean, mm-hmm. or with a with a modifier that is no longer there. Um, right. Yeah, I'm I'm not. Sh- I can't remember. I do. Do remember I can hear Travis saying this and me thinking, ah, oh, yes, good thing to remember. <laughs> and then I, but fortunately I don't have to do the role, so I don't need to know that. Exactly. Right? Right. I think that's what it always comes down to. It's like, oh I'll remember. We won't remember. Oh hello, it's me editing now. So I went back and looked this up just to be sure. And it turns out the deal with Fitzroy's magic is that he does roll the D20, adds his spellcasting modifier, but there's also a mental element to it. So he needs something helping him to cast, like looking in the mirror as Holifer or being inspired by Argo's beautiful new deal. And I did find this information on episode 29 of Graduation at around the 38 minute mark while Fitzroy is talking to Festo. Hopefully this helps. And I'm sorry we didn't bother to look it up before recording the show. I do know after this, after with the power of love and friendship and a fucking amazing haircut, Mm -hmm. he does gain the confidence to get a plus one to his modifier back. Yeah, I really like this mechanic of, this almost says to me that Fitzroy will slowly get 
his full potential back. And now this mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. also showing him relying on things like your friends and your own inherent magic is going to serve you just as well someday as chaos providing you magic yeah. that they wanted mm-hmm. to control. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think the, the point that Festa was making is, you know, the chaos magic or the magic from chaos or both mm-hmm. was yeah. was a like a cheat, you know? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. You got like, the game uh, shark, you plugged yeah, it in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was the game shark. And <laughs> and but ultimately I think that his own magic will be more predictable and yeah. reliable and maybe more powerful in the end. But it's definitely gonna take him building up that confidence of like this is a thing that yeah. I can do and I don't yes. I don't need the side side help and I don't need shortcuts because Fitz is not a character who I think he I think he enjoys a shortcut. <laughs> right, he's he's a boy of opportunity. Like if this yeah. is a thing that's going to help him, why why wouldn't you take it? Really? Absolutely. Yeah. But I like this idea of Fitzroy getting more and more powerful of his own volition. Yeah. Self self-esteem is the real magic. I mean, that's the real treasure <laughs> here always. And you know, you love it for the sake of the Lord, too, in this moment that it works out so perfectly. In the scene, Holifer looks up. Oh, there's Levi. They're with what? Two hooligans he's holding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, they were joking earlier about the scones, right? And about that being a silly plot point. But here they are in a high stakes I mean... situation. And they have only managed to get out of this scene, really, and out of this lie because of the uh, the psycho- psychedelic scones. <laughs> If oh they God, if they had that. not had those mm-hmm. in, in play, if they hadn't been goofing right. around and said that there were hallucinogenic scones, they wouldn't have been able to solve this problem this way. Right. The key to solving this would, would not have existed. They would have had to come up with mm-hmm. some other reason why these two would have wandered down there. But now you exactly. can say he was hallucinating giant pigeons and she goes, oh, again, <laughs> get out of here, you crazy kids. Mm-hmm. This was well done uh, by Justin slash Fearbolg as well to avoid the whole, like, he doesn't lie. Everything he yeah. said was the truth. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen maybe in that way or it wasn't all connected just so. But there you go. I, yes. I ate a scone. I saw a pigeon. This is my friend. That's all a, good. Yeah. Ties it yep. all together. Yep. That's a good exactly. call. I didn't even think about that. But right. That's exactly what he was being told earlier and like how to lie. And it's like, well, maybe mm-hmm. don't lie. Just rearrange the truth. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought Take of that. Take note, everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you have trouble lying? Mm. <laughs> sure, we all do. <laughs> or actually, sometimes we don't. Some of us are very good at it because we have no conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us steal things from restaurants. Some of us well, just we take and things. take. I feel like you're both. Have you both been doing heists without me? And also, are we now blowing up our spot for any future heists by talking about this? (laughs) And we will invite you as soon as you're done with your lying classes. (laughs) Eat the scone. But is as implausible as this whole lie is, to be completely honest, mm. and as unlikely as it is to get them out of this situation, it does because it they're does. able to like get to the door and out. Uh, and I and I assume like even though it was it was obviously Griffin in that context, but that that giggle and the oh that's right we still have to actually do the thing are oh. completely canonical. That Fitz got part way down the street and oh, was like yep. oh yeah <laughs> that's totally canon. I, I love obviously because I do it on this show. We'll be like here's the movie scene. Here's what happens mm-hmm. in the film trav gave us a lot of that this time which of course i yeah. loved and then especially with this last scene i'm like yeah you're our, our boys are laughing running pushing each other into the bushes they did it uh-huh. they, they got away with it and then yes then it absolutely catches up to them and Fitzroy's like yeah. oh we did it <laughs> oh, wait shoot. a minute 
We haven't done anything yet. <laughs> that was day one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm assuming that the, the mask coming off is like they're sort of walking away through the crowd crowd in the street. Yeah. You know, like in slow-mo. And then there's sort of like a whooshing noise as someone passes in front of them. And then exactly. it's back to being fits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Walking past a small wall. <laughs> a, I was trying to think of like a tree. I don't know. Teen Wolf did it. And it was very good. The first time Derek transforms into a werewolf, he like walks past the thing and then he's all werewolfed out. And you're like, yeah. So I see it that way. You said a small wall. And I was like, are you picturing them doing that thing where like you go behind a wall and you keep going down like and then coming back up again? Like you're <laughs> That's on how they're going to get down to the too. records. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how they're going to practice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, time for uh, one more sleep over at Athena's before tomorrow's mm-hmm. heist. I wonder what she's going to cook them tonight. I'm hoping these boys pick up some takeout on their way back to her place. That would be that would smart. Only be Let's treat her for once, damn it. Exactly. Come on, you guys. Here's what you got to do. Stop by Barnes & Noble's, get 12 more pillows, grab some takeout, meet up with your girl at her place. <laughs> Crack open a bottle of wine. Come Talk on, about your have day. Fun with Plan it. tomorrow. <laughs> Tell her all the crazy hijinks you got into. But don't forget, your new job starts early in the morning. That's yeah. true. It's always like, you guys can stay up and keep watching TV, but please try to keep it down. I have to sleep. I have a job at 6 a.m. <laughs> on his pile of pillows. <laughs> He's in his own little pillow fort. That's what he needed it for. <laughs> Thank you, you guys. I love you. Good night. And there you go. That's the end of it. <sighs> I love it. I was thinking maybe maybe she was going to go to bed, but they managed to talk her into staying up to play, uh, what's that game called? Dream Phone? Oh, the, my God. You know the dating one <laughs> with the phone where you call yes. the boyfriends? Oh, don't you worry. I still own the Dream Phone. <laughs> we could play it ourselves, and maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> that bonus content. We're going to do Heroes and Villains Dream Phone. I love this. <laughs> So is there anything that we forgot to mention that we would like to bring up now? I just want to jump in and say, Argo, okay, when they were talking about getting access and who has what badges and whatnot, mm-hmm. and Althea has an access badge with uh, with an escort. Yeah. And Argo's take on that is like, I can get her to cut my hair and steal <laughs> her badge. I was laughing so hard at that. It's just like, it's like, it worked once. Why not again? And the thought of like, if he did try to pull that and she rolls on what, like his wonderful hair gone. Next time he sees Bailey, she's like, well, what the hell? It's just, it could be a whole other thing. <laughs> it wasn't very much like, yeah, go with what works. Only in this situation, maybe it can only work the one time. Mm. Just the ones. And he did get, t- there's only so much hair you have. No, you look so good exactly. right now. Exactly. Like, no, 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 no. Don't risk it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to I give them a shout out for, for naming the mouse version of Fearbulg Mickey. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious, but I thought it was hilarious. I mean, uh, why not? <laughs> and um, I do kind of, like, this is, I guess I shouldn't be saying this on our show because our show is about the adventure zone, but I do kind of want someone to open a bakery called Critical Role. I mean, it's uh, very cute. I mean, you'd have to get a licensing deal, obviously, but that would be very cute, like a, a theme bakery. Yeah. We'll have to come up with one for the adventure zone, but I, I do not have a, a pun handy for the for the name. Yeah. I mean, that's barely even a pun. <laughs> yeah, we can mull it over, but I'm with you. I love a themed cafe. I've never been to one, mm-hmm. but I see them in Japan all the time, and I'm very mm-hmm. envious and wish I could go. The adventure zone <laughs> absolutely should have a themed cafe. Oh, it'd be great. The thing I had written down, um, the quote, I'm already wearing Holifer's face is absolute horror show. Like that is <laughs> horror 101, 100%. <laughs> oh boy yeah i missed that but it did make me think 
gosh, I hope Holifer is like Amazon tall. Yeah. Because let us, let us never forget, Fitzroy is 6'4". <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. That is, again, and I'll say it 28 more times, that is a good height. That is a swipe <laughs> As right a tall height. man. I love it. <laughs> and then throw that on a woman, though. Like, damn, girl. I mean, she's, mm. yeah. Loving that. Turning all the heads. Absolutely. It was very, like... Mm-hmm. Did you do something new with your hair energy, which would track yeah. on this day when, in fact, some, at least one person has done something new with their hair in the last few minutes? That's true. Ooh, maybe that was the distraction. Ah. People were like, there's a fear bulk. Look at that hair. Holifer's eight inches taller now. When did that happen? Who cares? <laughs> Look at that hair. There's a mouse on my face. <laughs> a truly wild day at the hog all around. <laughs> mm and then someone let a cat in the door <laughs> they're like oh no the plan didn't the cat came back go 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 <laughs> it's walking in as they're walking out and then they just you just hear a distant they let scream it in. <laughs> they hold the door open for it there you go oh i wish derek was here to give us a good meal. <laughs> give us some uh foley work mm-hmm. i don't know where that guy is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's doing mm-hmm. a heist maybe <laughs> Oh my gosh, a little kitty cat heist. So oh I do gosh. have some like parting wonderings. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, of course, as we said earlier, are they in with the Commodore? And will we find out? Mm. I'm also wondering what role will Kai play? I'm intrigued to see how this yeah. job goes in the next one. Mm-hmm. Let's hope they remember. Yeah, okay. I feel like I feel like Kai is going to have to have something cool to do because I, I think Travis would give all of the fan named NPCs a chance to to shine i guess to give a little to shine do something. i mean holifer mostly went to the bathroom but but prior to that did some other stuff you know she took good care of our boy and i appreciate her immensely for that that is true and we know she was gone long enough to wash her hands thoroughly and that's important mm-hmm. that's true making sure that you take holifer. enough breaks when you're working mm-hmm. you know practicing self-care and good hand washing yeah yes. being a good Wash security guard appreciate all of this and then uh the last thing i was wondering was I can't remember, like, if they had really laid this out. Is this heist just one part of an overarching chaotic plan? Or are they hoping, like, this is, like, the big one? No, I mean, they talked about that and said that it wasn't going to be enough. So I think they know this is sort of step one. It's like, Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I guess they're waiting to see exactly what the fallout is to try to figure out what the next step would be. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's good planning Yeah, to not plan. Because, I mean, they don't. (laughs) They've never known a world without the hog in it. Absolutely. So they don't really know what that's going to do. (laughs) How how the ripple effect will work. Yeah. Okay. So it could be today the hog, tomorrow, your next wiggle staff school for (laughs) magic's folks. (laughs) We've been going here for over a year and I still have no idea what the school is. I like the idea that that is the one that that you are somehow running like down the street. That is for people who are just not quite, quite as bright. It's my <laughs> off-brand, They see yeah. that one and they're like, I don't know, good enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, this sounds like the place. And they write it on the on the diplomas in like kind of a weird scripty font that no one can really read so nobody notices anyway. really tell. Go. That's what they're going to find out in the hog. They're like, wait a minute, this person didn't even graduate from Wiganstab. <laughs> Commodore. Well, we'll see what happens next week. And by next week, I mean two weeks from now. For now, come with me, everybody, over to the polls. Okay, so last time we asked everybody, what is your favorite fantasy convenience food? And uh, we're all going to be heading to the freezer section to get some taco from TV's taquitos. Of course. (laughs) They're perfect for sleepovers. That's definitely what she's making them tonight. Oh, yeah. Mm. Or maybe they're making it for her. (gasps) Oh, 
I would love that. Considering how it's been going with, with Fitz's magic, that's a little concerning if he's the one heating <laughs> them up, but hopefully they'll figure it out. I guess they'll have to figure out how the oven works. <laughs> the fantasy oven. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for voting. This time, we're asking you, what should the code name be for tomorrow's mission? We'll have that poll up over on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we will meet you back here in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. (laughs) 